Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah! Definitely some disgust. Rose, and I think a little fear. Ah! But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, any anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i'm victoria cash thanks for calling the lucky land hotline if you feel like you do the same thing every day press one if you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes press two We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, and welcome to the official Broadway Sid Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and oy vey. <laughs> this episode is going to be such a shanda. It's mashugana, but we'll schmooze while we sit here on our tuchases in our shmatas and do a little shtick. Hopefully it's not a bissel of a schlep for your ears. We've got some uh, shiksas, goys, Jews, the whole mishpuchas here. <laughs> That's a great word. I don't even know what it means, but oh. I love it. <laughs> it means family. Um... <laughs> Are we going to kvel or kvetch the whole time? Who knows? I just won't be a schmuck. Maybe I'll nosh or hand out some tchotchkes. Bottom line, I'm verklempt. Are we all? Joining us today are the usual chutzpah-filled klutzes, including Kevin the Mensch Jager. I am oh, quite a very nice. <laughs> And he's on a bench right now. He's on a bench. <laughs> a bench on a, a, bench, on on a, a bench. bench. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Kimberly, our game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Yes, no Yiddish, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and with us today are two members of the fantastic Tony Winning Indecent on Broadway. Woo-hoo. You may have seen them previously uh, on The Great Wide Way. Great Wide Way. In shows like Act One, Brooklyn Boy, I'm Not Rappaport, Aida, and Ron and the Visit. Let's give a big broad and welcome to Friends of the Show. Friends of the Show. Friends of the Show. You're it's always drinking. <laughs> Break the cycle, Kimberly. Sorry. I don't even know that I do it. Uh, Mimi Lieber and Tom Nellis. Hey. Thanks for joining hey. us. Thanks for having us. Was that Yiddish you were speaking? Some of it. Oh. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, from your grandma? My grandma and my mom use every single one of those words oh. very That's so great. Uh, often. Especially things like Schmuck and <laughs> klutz. I was raised Roman Catholic, but my grandma showed me funny girl, so I heard some of those words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember any of them? Yentl. Well, Yentl, and uh, no, she schlept, and she did yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. There were a couple of those words in there. Everyone schleps. I mean, my mom <laughs> still uses the klutz all the time. Oh, yeah. You might go on a plate of onion rolls. <laughs> she says, yes. She says the a lot. 
Really? Yeah. Like in real life? Yeah, real life. Oh. Yeah. It's a really real world. Yeah. <laughs> my, um, I, I was also raised Roman Catholic, but my dad used to go around saying ish kabibble. That's a dish kebab. Oh, the, um, the, the cheesecakes? No. I, so one day I was in the dressing room with uh, Ron Lieben. We were doing Merchant of Venice, and Ishka Bibble came out of my mouth. And Ron said, Ishka Bibble? You know Ishka Bibble? What? What do you know about Ishka Bibble? I, I don't know anything. Who's Ishka Bibble? Dad used to say Ishka Bibble. It was apparently a radio show. Yeah. And the, the character was Ishka Bibble. My dad used to say it too. And once oh. you start saying it, you can't stop. You can't no. stop. Yeah. Actually, Tom, you say things like that all the time throughout the show, under your breath, and as a warm-up. It's a good, it's a good mouth warmer. I'm shocked what I say during the so show. So are time. we. And I think, <laughs> <laughs> it's like if I bump into Rich, it's like, and he's like, and I'm like, did we just say something to each other? No, you're channeling a crazy old Jewish man. And do it rather that well. <laughs> so, That's under his breath. For an Irish guy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the show. I mean, you guys were extended, which is super cool. Get your tickets, see it before August 6th, correct? August 6th, yeah. we're there till and no longer. But well, we weren't just extended. I mean, we were... Resurrected. We were resurrected. We were yeah. resurrected right. and lofted even higher. So what was those like? What was that like? What forty eight hours like? That was like. Well, it wasn't just like. What was that like? It was. Daryl Roth had the guts to call it on Thursday night without having a single ticket sold. Not a dollar advance. On Tuesday. Wow. Nothing. They'd given all the money back. Right. And right? had gotten everyone that had future tickets. In before the wire to oh. make sure they honored their ticket holders. So right. there were no sales. Oh, zero advance. And she said, "Let's do it." I don't know. And she said, "Be prepared because it's not going to be because when when she announced we were closing, suddenly we filled up. Right, and, right. And everything Everyone got was very excited. Under the wire. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she said, "Be prepared because it's not going to be like that next we're week. We're going to have dead houses until there's word of mouth." And no, yeah. Tuesday came and the place was packed to wow. the rafters. To the yeah. rafters. And, and other producers have said of her that she has the biggest balls on Broadway. Because she made this call. That's amazing. And and it paid I mean it paid off. We're our houses are better now than they were, I think, during our run. Oh yeah, no. Consistently no, to the walls. Yeah. We yeah. saw what the Thursday after you announced or after you reopened or just right. didn't close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to call that. <laughs> didn't yeah, close. Right, but right. it was yeah, it was completely full. Yeah, what what are from your point perspective on the on the stage? What are those audiences like? Like almost now, but also pre and post kind of. Well, one of the things that happened was all of a sudden we started skewing younger, way younger. Interesting. And and then the social media thing started to cook, and not because we were doing things, because they were were doing doing things. And um, Daryl said, "Well, you know what? We got if we're going to do this, you got to tell them. You got to tell the people this Thursday night that we don't have. A, we're going to be open on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Please tell somebody." And so it's uh, turned into a thing. Yeah, yeah. Into a thing. Saw. And Rich, Rich Topol, pulled a card out of Oscar Eustace's pocket and said, "Everybody, take out your phone. Take out your phone." Yeah. Nobody's ever going to let you do this in a Broadway house now, but you can film, you can take pictures, you can tweet, whatever. 
just take down what I'm going to say. And then he said, you know, we're going to be open on Tuesday, and we're going to be open until August. Please tell your friends, we're here. All of these phones were out. I was going to say, for this time and generation, like, that's like, this is a moment. That's right. It's amazing. And then something caught fire because Mm -hmm. of that. And they go nuts with... uh, It also helps that it's a phenomenal play. Okay, it, we'd like to. Well, no, wouldn't have worked without that. And I'm glad you said but, that because I don't want producers thinking, "Oh, this is a good idea." Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's no, the yeah. truth. So, is, it's a phenomenal, yeah, yeah, and experience. Your question was, "What are, were the houses? What's the difference yeah, between before the houses and after. before and yeah. after?" Our houses have always been wrapped, silent, pin drop, silent, and wonderfully laughing and understanding. And yeah. if for any reason they're not a big laughy house. That's all right. They're listening. They're taking it in a different way. Um, but they've been phenomenal audiences all the way through since the... Uh, and, you know, kind of wonderfully enjoying the inside stuff and then devastated. You can feel that they're devastated. Mm-hmm. But yesterday at the matinee, we got our first sleeper. And I think that means we've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> They're amazing. Cheers, cheers, cheers to the, cheers to the, cheers to the sleeper. Cheers We've arrived. Take a nap at a Broadway show. Yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, it's a very expensive nap. And the thing about skewing younger is kind of wild. I mean, how many shows have we all been in where you look out and it's a generally, you know, it's a graying audience. Mm-hmm. And that, that was our a, audience before. That was our yeah. audience by and large. And, you know, who can afford tickets? Young people are on budgets, etc. Right, right, right. Now, I, there was a woman on the Please Sign My Program line the other night. Yeah. It was her 15th time seeing believe, the show. I believe that. Yeah. 15th time. And they're young, they're women, they're uh, not all women, but they're so excited and so happy to be there. One girl one night said, uh, "I've been in I'm in acting school, but now I'm going to apply to grad schools because I want to be a writer because of this play wow. because of Paula Vogel." That's amazing. I know. So yeah. they're great. I think it's so incredible. Like to uh, like just talk about your audiences. I've said this before when I talked about when I first saw it. Um, my experience was actually like heightened by the people around me. Yeah. I think more than any other play on Broadway, this show, like the audience plays like that final cast member. Oh, yeah. mm. Just because yeah. like um, as a Roman Catholic boy growing up in like a world very different than this, this was like an experience that I could have felt slightly isolated from. Yeah. But because of the like amazingness of the writing and how the performances all made it so visceral. But on top of that, I think... Um, the audience, just feeling these people around me who were not just watching and not just experienced, but like living alongside these it characters. Feels like you it. can feel that. And so I felt you like, also literally invited yeah. in at the beginning. Yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's, yeah. It's just Thank God you said that because I don't know how many times Rebecca told us you're going to invite them in. Yeah, to tell this story, but it's true. When she won, that was we were like he he flipped out. He was so excited because he's he the three of us. He was the one who had seen it before. Yeah, before before the the Tonys, I was I was saying that this should this should win everything. Like I just it was such an impactful experience for me in the Broadway theater to feel like. I was learning from the person silently watching next to me. Absolutely. Like, That's beautiful. It was just such a cool experience. It's, you know, imagine sitting there and hearing her name called, sitting next to your husband, who's nominated for Best Director. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like, oh. I'm sorry, but I'm really happy. Yeah. But he was, too. <laughs> Actually, he had to... 
you know, right. he had told me long before that he wanted her to win. Yeah. He never expected to yeah. this year. It was one of those, yes, aww. Yeah. <laughs> well, but not necessary, yeah. luckily, because yeah. he actually, he wanted her to win mm-hmm. because she's a woman, because he felt this show had the most intensely directorial yeah, it's so, hand. It's so yeah. well directed from every aspect, from just it's the, so the, much the acting to, the, yes, to the just idea and the concept. We were saying, one of my favorite things I've seen on Broadway this year is the way that uh, um, dialects and accents and visuals all came together. Like, I, that I, was so I, cool. I, I typically, like, this is so, so random, like the movie Memoirs of a Geisha. If you yeah. watch that yeah. movie, it takes place in um, in Japan, mm-hmm. but you also have like Chinese diplomats coming to Japan, but they're all speaking the same language with the same accent. Uh. So it's just like this that really bothered me whereas you go into something like Indecent where it's very there's a clear direction on who's speaking what when and how good are they at that language it's great that you got all that there wasn't always a clear direction (laughs) (laughs) took a while it took a while and it was as confusing as all the Yiddish experts disagreeing with each other just about anything Yiddish Yiddish experts arguing with each other what But it's true, and the subtitles, the projections, are supposed to help you. You know, we start off in uh, accents, because obviously we're speaking another language besides Yiddish. Then accents disappear, and the projection says, in Yiddish. Mm -hmm. And it just sounds like American. I love that. And and what, what everyone I know, personal friends that have come to see the show, say eventually I didn't need to look anymore. Because I understood by the sounds you were mm. making what was Absolutely. going on. And that's a Very big true. relief. Yeah. With those um, subtitles, yeah. uh, not subtitles, but those Super titles. Those Super titles. <laughs> were actually changed from day to day, day, to day by that final member of the cast, the audience, because they would complain that that's not how you speak. <laughs> <laughs> that is not right. That is not right. And Rebecca would say, What's going on? Is this not right? Is it right or is it not right? Amazing. I thought it was right. No, it's not right. Change that. And that was, and really, that was the process, was a constant yeah. getting feedback from people and, and it, arguing. It's and one of the reasons we got extended down. is this empowerment of the audience. We, yeah. t- we yeah. promised them, you can really direct the this show. No, in I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> we were all there. We were like, that's I was like, yeah. Oh, man. No, Great. That one over my head. I was like all invested in it. I was like, yeah, you're right. We were empowered. And now that you say it, I want to change something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Let me talk to you about oversized coats. <laughs> Let me talk to you about 100,000 degree weather outside and, and getting the whole dress on. A fur on. raccoon coat. Getting, the, oh, <laughs> getting wow. the coats on, getting the hats on, sit and in that sitting coat there. at the beginning? I forget. No, oh, I no. get it later. I yeah. sit in it for about 20 minutes. He thinks I that know. makes him better than all of <laughs> Yeah. He's a fur coat martyr, and I, and I approve. As the summer goes on, <laughs> yeah. I smell more and more like a raccoon, but also more and more like a, a dead raccoon. raccoon. <laughs> a raccoon that died a long time ago. And I sit well, that's how it's a coat. It's what? That's how it became a coat. That's how it became a coat. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I'm physically the closest to Tom throughout the show, oh. and I do not know this to be true. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's sweet of you to say. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what is 
what was your relationship with God of Vengeance before this play? So if you don't know out there, um, you should because you should see it. But basically, this is a play uh, among many things about the history of um, Yiddish plays, specifically one called God of Vengeance. Um, and it obviously deals with a lot of Jewish history, of the history of European plays and things of that nature. But, you know, the God of Vengeance is is the primary kind of uh, driving force throughout the play, if anything. Right. Um, what was your experience with that historical play before this play? I'd never heard of it. Mm -hmm. I had heard of it and never read it or seen it. But as soon as the first audition happened. I, I, as soon as I got the call, I read it because it was clear from the pages I had to do that I needed to know that play. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But it, it, if I dare say... You may. Uh, to what, thank you. To what you just <laughs> said, it, it's, you know, it's not really about Jewish history. It's mm -hmm. not really about a Yiddish anything so much, although it, obviously those are characters right. in the play. Mm -hmm. But it, it's very much about love, Tolerance, uh, immigration, uh, the oppressed, the other, the outsider, and, and how right now, and right, now right now in the politics mm -hmm. in the Paula likes to say there are many, many, many ways to enter this piece. Absolutely, right. and the Jewish dysphoria—that's just that's one of them, mm -hmm. and maybe you know the through line. But it's well, I think yeah. that's something to say because like. Obviously, growing up Jewish as a Jew, like I was very connected to that. As I like, I heard these Yiddish words growing up. So every time I heard these words on stage, like I had thrill. a flashback or like a like a, a, the memories washed over me. Whereas Kevin mentioned, like he came in in a totally different avenue. And right. also, like I was also brought in by um, like the homosexual storyline. Like of that course. was like something that really like, appealed to me and brought it like Man. being through that way. And then you kind of there's different channels for people of different yeah, like walks. Everybody to find has their way a, in. That's right. And then once you're in, you can mm -hmm. kind of experience like the full 360 of the story. Which is not the best experience. thing about humanity, right? You know, it, it, you find the, that the per the more personal, the more focused and and specific, the more universal. This happens to be a story about a person that wrote a play over a hundred years ago, and and how amazing was that? Not a young young man in a group of rather smart thinkers in Warsaw, nineteen oh seven in Poland, nineteen oh seven, straight, married, happily to a rich girl. Who writes the dream, it? am I right? Right. <laughs> she wasn't the doctor, and they. You know, he writes this play that is that depicts the sweetest, purest love story that, you know, lifts up these two girls and their love for each other in a way and talks about the wholesale sale of religion and hypocrisy. Mm. And, you know, this play he wrote blows my mind. Now, the longer I'm in our show, the more he amazes me as a hero yeah. that he did this. In a time when nobody was when writing no things like that. this, right. let alone you know Jews, as they later say in the show, you know, uh, uh, please God, don't let them be Jewish. I have black friends that have seen our show that say they grew up with that. Oh, God, you know, news report. Yeah. I think that's a largely what mm -hmm. the play is about: yeah. is the journey of assimilation, and then, oops, gosh darn it, you know, somebody made us all look bad. But it does seem to capture the soul of the um, Jewish experience, and, and particularly the immigration experience. So very much. Um, Rebecca, and, and as we say Rebecca, we keep talking about Rebecca Teichman, who directed. Um, her, uh, 
Her parents were very funny. Um, I've had a couple of funny interactions with They've them. They've been around a lot. Um, they, were, they were around, yeah, quite a bit. And um, and once, opening night at the vineyard, I think, her, her dad came up and he said, he said, you know, uh, I think you've really accomplished something. I know it was... It was very difficult for you. And Rebecca was behind him going, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then and then and, and I was thinking, oh, I didn't I didn't realize it was difficult for me. And then um, her mom came up uh, I think when we opened here and she said, you know what, you weren't Jewish, but now you are. <laughs> oh. And true. I don't mean to and most supportive people. But what I actually did was grow a beard. That's what actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever now there's a talk Jewish. back <laughs> and Tom comes back out to the house to join the talk back, yeah. you can hear people, and of course they say it to, to your face, but they also go, oh, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and Dr. Ruth. Dr. Yeah. Ruth comes one night. Oh, that's amazing. And they have, they're having a talk back, and they begin the talk back, and, and Paula says, and this is Dr. Ruth, and right. she says, Where's the guy with the beard? I want to dance with him. I want to with dance. <laughs> so we had to... Did you dance? Oh, yeah, we danced. I hope you danced. We danced. You know, there it is. Oh, there that it was in my head. I hope you danced. Slip that one in there. So you guys were extended, so people don't have to miss it, but... Typically, we play uh, a little game. Broadway Regrets. Broadway Regrets. Broadway Regrets. Which are shows that you could have seen in New York that you didn't for some reason, Hmm. and you just wish you had. Oh, so you can get me tickets to Hamilton? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) We we got Kevin tickets. We we did. That worked out. Really? Yeah, we did a Kev for Ham campaign, and then I Kev for Ham. So Broadway Regrets is simply the shows, shows you wish you had seen. Yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't or didn't. Oh, you had the opportunity. Yeah. Like just meaning you were in the city. Like there's probably that you could have like, gone. Why didn't you go? And you hung out with your cat or whatever you did. Yeah, I wish I'd Thanks, seen. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you can do other things. That uh, Doll's House too. When they had the midnight show, I didn't. And, and I, I went couldn't over face there, it. And it was it was sold out. Whoa. I just couldn't I face went, seeing a midnight show. It was a midnight show. And I thought, yeah, of I course know. I'll be able to get in, and yes, I'm going to put down the bucket and do it. And they said, we're sold out. Oh. Wow. I didn't even know that Midnight Show was happening until yeah. that day. And I was like, I would have. Oh, but. And, and apparently it was like there a are more. rock concert. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, my wow. God. There, there are so many. Well, in the course of this run, and I think you're talking about historically any show yeah. we yeah. could have and should have seen. But in the course of this run, I mean, this was an amazing season. Amazing. Oh, Broadway. Yeah. And we were a part of it, which is kind of great. But, oh, God, I saw nothing. The only show I saw, I'm so ashamed, is my husband's, which is, you know, was The Little Foxes and was fantastic. And I fantastic. wish I'd seen mm-hmm. your husband's, but I didn't But, see I that. mean, terrible. I, I, nothing. There were a couple of Sunday nights in uh, uh, rehearsal, or rather just any nights during rehearsal where people went to shows mm-hmm. and I you know people normal people, no people. happy people <laughs> I went home and just you know plot late yeah. Yeah. I wish I'd seen sweat um I, mm. I did see Oslo I got to see Oslo oh, good. which was I could have Oslo but I saw sweat Oslo's still open right no, no it's no, closed just Sunday closed. oh well that's mine then there's <laughs> <laughs> and if, if we had closed there would only be one standing 
one play standing. Oh, true. That's um, right. And uh, uh, Doll's House. Doll's House. Doll's House. Yeah. But with, oh, not yeah. with the original but cast. As it is, we're the only that's right. show the cast is already uh, written changed. by a yeah. woman. It, in fact, it already has. Yeah, right? yeah uh-huh. That's a big deal. Yeah. I have so many Broadway regrets. I don't know if we should get off of it, but it's sort of like every more, show yeah. this season is a Broadway regret. That's for a me. lot. That's good. Kev, do you have one? Yeah. Um, I like love Sarah Bareilles so, so, so much. And I like followed her and went to like five of her concerts throughout New York. Mm. But I didn't get to see her in her 10-week run. 10 weeks. Waitress. Yeah, had 10 weeks. I, I know, I know. I, it's still terrible. a time frame that you didn't go on that I didn't terrible. make it. Have you seen Waitress? I, I have not. But I wanted to, and I told myself I was waiting until she went in because I knew she was going to go in. You did? I, I, yes, Interesting. and then I didn't see it. No. Very sad. It's very bad. I'm, I'm going sure to try to see fantastic. That. Right. And you should still see Waitress, but yeah. But I just, I, I love Sarah so much that I should have seen it. I wish I had seen Hand to God. Mm. <gasps> oh, oh God, too. yes. And Stephen is, Stephen Boyer, the fabulous actor who played the lead in it, mm-hmm. is an actor that I worked with in two shows way back, like Rappaport. Um, and he was the kid in the show. Mm-hmm. And I never could. I was in Act One when he started. I anyway, there are a lot of shows I've missed. Can, I've, I've been waiting for this moment. Can I just say you were so incredible in Act One? <gasps> I saw it, and then I uh, recorded the Lincoln, live from Lincoln Center and watched it like a thousand times. Oh because, well, because I'm obsessed with that story. I mean, anybody who's a writer in theater, I feel like should be obsessed with Act yeah. One and have oh, read God. it like three thousand times because it's the perfect story of like. It's just that magic of theater that makes you like believe Absolutely. why you're doing it. And it was such a beautiful production, but you were very fantastic in that. Oh, thank you and so much. I was going to ask, what was that like to do? Like, there's similarities between... I was one. a Jew. Right. <laughs> I, just say it, just Deb. That there's, uh, like, taking the writer's experience and, like, the challenges that come toward a writer and things like that, and you were playing like a mother kind of in both instances. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, it's kind of two plays. My last two Broadway shows, this one and Act One, uh, were sort of in a meta way shows about the theater mm-hmm. and a life in the theater and and playing a actually a Jewish person in the book, person in Jim Bosch. Hello. <laughs> I, I, I've noted that sometimes, you know? Um... What was it? I was just becoming an English person. That was happened? I said you know. I didn't mean to. That moment when like Santino screams out like I want a life in the theater. Yeah. Like that just like like, shivers through your entire body. I was an English person in the play and I think it's coming over me. That's what's happening. (laughs) I'm taking it out. I hate that I just said you knew. I see it. I wish the audience could be here right now. Only if only. It was extraordinary to do that play. You know, James Lapine wrote it and directed it and uh, Andre and Chris Hart were so close to the play. I mean, the book. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was deeply meaningful for Andre and Chris Hart. Moss Hart's son was there a lot. And my father had given me Act One when I moved to New York City from L.A. in... And, uh, oh, yeah, that was a good year. It was a good year. <laughs> it was a good year for hippie kids with hairy armpits to move to New York. What, and, what year? We are friends. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there was that moment in the 70s that was still the 60s. Yes. Uh, But in any case, it was, uh, the book meant a lot to me personally. And 
uh, being in two plays in a row that have a kind of theatrical uh, umbrella over every aspect of the storytelling, all I can say is it's, it's not something I think about, I dwell on, but it's my life, isn't it? Yeah. It's all of that's our a, lives. That's another way into the play. It's actually a play about the theater. You know, yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's, my, it's what we live every day. And every reason, everyone's personal reason is... Uh, in the characters in Act One, as well as in uh, Indecent, kind of speak for all of us. Why we do what we do, why we have to do what we do, why we put ourselves in danger to do what we do, risk relationships, and so it's it's wonderful. And you you came from the it like that was the last show that you had done on the on the Broadway. <laughs> yes, that was on the Broadway. The <laughs> on the Broadway. Um, and that that also had like like the theatrical kind of like presentational and like inviting the audience in moments as well. Um, what was that experience like? Like the whole uh, bringing that to life as like the the final Candor and Ed show. You know, John Candor said it was accumulation. Or the uh, is that what I want to say? The, um, the culmination. The culmination of of all of their scores. It was remarkable to work. That's extraordinary that he said that. Oh yeah. Oh, it was a. It's a beautiful score to work with Cheetah Rivera, dude. I'm. I'm working with Cheetah Rivera. Rivera loves Tom Nellis. Okay. I mean, oh, yeah. I was. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't believe it. And if you walked out the dressing room, uh, I mean, if you walked out the stage door and looked down the block, that was where the visit had originally happened with Alfred Lunt. Two blocks wow. down. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so there was this historical thing, and John Doyle. It, it's actually interesting. I, I'm. I, I hope that John gets to take a look at Indecent, because John's work on the visit was so beautiful. But there are a lot of parallels with For what's sure. happening yeah, definitely. in Indecent. Yeah. sort of just the. Stripped down, and John's thing is always: look, a kid puts on a sheet, and she says she's a princess, and you believe her; she's a princess. That's all you gotta do: just stand up there and tell them who you are, and believe it, and they will believe it. And you don't need anything. And um, that's certainly the aesthetic of indecent. Um, but uh, working on the visit was a dream. And um, it must be said that Miss Madame Extraordinaire Dame Cheetah came to Yale Rep to see Tom in our show when we were very first, our very first opening. So you're bosom buddies is what you're saying. Bosom. <laughs> yeah, I Peter hope Scholar so. and Tom Hanks. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I keep waiting for her to show up backstage here, actually. Yeah, I hope that happens, man. <laughs> she is, I mean, she's, she's pretty busy. She and Tommy she too been invited. To go out on the road, I think. Oh, yeah. Tommy Toon was in our house the other night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we have Towering that, above everybody towering else. Towering above everybody else. <laughs> we have that endless He's 30 so minutes. He's so nice about that. He, he always asks, it just put me on the, you know, put me on the aisle. I don't want to, you know, I know. Yeah. I'm it's a big guy problem. Yeah, I get it. But he's, <laughs> so, he's so extraordinarily beautiful and yeah. grand. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other night, you know how we, we have to sit there for 30 minutes before the show starts. Oh, yeah. The dead troop waiting to come alive to tell you this story and you know some of us peak sometimes and I saw him and thought 
Tommy Turner's at the shop. And it's hard to miss. Yeah. That's what it's you were beautiful. saying. <laughs> Did you think she was saying Ishka Bibble? <laughs> she says some interesting things. <laughs> well, let's play a game. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. A lot of what I remember of Indecent is just this feeling of censorship. And I kept like coming back to ask myself, like, what would theater have to do now to get taken to court? So, to be fun, we have some Lights of Broadway show cards. Ooh. And I'm just going to... Have you seen these before? No. Lights of Broadway? They're uh, drawn by uh, Squigs. Oh. And it's basically they're trading cards of Broadway personalities. Yeah. Squish. Squigs. Like so he of took Lenny over. and Squiggy? Yes. <laughs> no. He took over Squigs? for Hirschfeld. Squigs portrait of us? I don't, yeah. oh, I don't have Oh, one. Squigs took over our for Hirschfeld. Yes, yeah, got it. Absolutely no. And Thank so you. he's created um, every season, a, yeah, just a deck of cards of anything that happened that season. Oh. Did, did you That's see amazing. that we became Legos? Yeah. We followed that them. cool? We're Legos. Cool. Are you Legos? Like, who does Legos. that? I'm... I'm Singing your praises. <laughs> You're like, oh, very so cool. It's called Broadway Legos, right? Broadway I follow them on Twitter. No, Broadway Breaks. Broadway Breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Very cool. Anyway, so how does this work? So we're just going to each grab a card from the deck that I've sprawled out. Right. But just imagine a show this person might have been in that would have been censored in the 20s. In the 20s. And, and what if you got a show? You should you should look for a person. Or yeah. just make that show something that would have been censored in the 20s. So I would, I'll go first. Yeah. So I pulled Bryce Pinkham. Okay. And I would say that in the 20s, if they had made like a 20s version of like Magic Mike the musical that's currently in the works. <laughs> oh my God, is no. It? For, is oh, it? there is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's I'm going for a bachelor right party. Is it uh, uh, the Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkie are right Oh, oh yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's it's real. real. So I would say that if Bryce Pinkham was playing the Channing Tatum part in oh, Magic Mike in the 20s, he would probably part? be arrested. I, I don't know what to say about this. I got but shuffled I along. Oh, which well, actually oh, is a parallel story to ours. They were and just uptown of you guys. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that I'd have to put in the other category of shows I wish I had seen because I guess it. Well, I guess if you put the cast of Shuffle along in your show in the 20s, they could probably have been censored. Yes, exactly. Yes. I love that. Well, this okay. is tough. Uh, oh, no, you go. Oh, you go. Well, I got Bette Midler, and if she pulled in the 20s what she did in the Tonys this year, she's oh, totally oh, been right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I 
think more power to her, by the way. I have Gwen Verdon, and all I can say is uh, she could have been a Broadway baby in any decade, oh, yeah. any yeah. time. I can't yeah. imagine anything she would have done that would have become a problem for anybody. That's true. And, and she's sort of the perfect well, jazz baby, you know. Surely. Uh, so they would have I'm just her. saying, Gwen Verdon was safe. She's safe. She was safe. <laughs> She's safe. <laughs> and I have Lonnie Price, so I'm just sort of thinking the same thing. <gasps> he would have just gone to the 20s and like directed. He would have gone. He, he would have gone to the 20s, and he would have directed Showboat backwards, and someone would have been mad. <laughs> <laughs> if Benjamin Walker had tried to do what was the what what was American the, Psycho American Psycho oh in the 20s Oh gosh right <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have Holland Taylor. Oh, yes. And she would have starred in the My Bathing Suit is Too Short, the musical. And then they would have... <laughs> and by short, I mean... Knee length. Knee length. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I have Smile, the musical. Mm. And I just think any girls in the bathing suits that you would have worn in a... You actually couldn't smile in the 20s. <laughs> that many girls smiling on a stage would have been censored. <laughs> Okay, I've got Jefferson Mays. Oh, what? And God. Jeff, Will you... anything he did in the 19th century probably would have been <laughs> censored. I love you, Jeff. I have John Cameron Mitchell. So, well, you would have been fine. I think John Cameron Mitchell could have played any leading role, male or female, in any number of decades, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I sort of like the idea of him here. as a very loose, <laughs> alcoholic, uh, Barrymore character, but more to, more on the nose in John. Oh, totally. Yeah. So who am I thinking? What is the character? I just want to see what him I do mean? Sally Bowles now. Oh, yeah. She's John Cameron Mitchell as Sally I Bowles. I can see John Cameron Mitchell as Sally Bowles and... The other guy. The MC? No, not no, the MC. Um, Her lover. Cliff. 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 But his name is his name is like Brian in the yes. movie. Yes. John Cameron yes. Mitchell okay. as Cliff and no Sally. No to Brian. It's okay. I can see that. <laughs> Thank and you. he would have like this beautiful body painting done where it's like half He's half, body. yes. I have cats. <laughs> Where did I don't, you go from there? I, I don't think that would have worked in the... I don't think that cats only could have worked in the 80s and it, it nailed it. It did. Yeah. They, they nailed it. Because I feel like I people in the 20s would be like, what is this? I'm going to the Tilt-A-Whirl. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to do the Charleston somewhere. I'm not watching Cats. Is Fanny Bryce in this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because she I only see yeah, show right. she's in. Oh, oh, Thoroughly Modern Millie. They would have loved it. A show about the 20s. But a How show about you? a woman being independent and oh, just right. loving herself first. I don't know. It's the greatest love of all. <laughs> it's the greatest no. love of Just all. Just forget about the boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I get it now. Oh, you're okay. the worst. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've got the king and I, and I only want to say that that was Mary Beth Peel at one point, who was mm-hmm. nominated this year mm-hmm. with Yule Brenner in The King and I. And Isn't that amazing? Shout out to Mary Beth. What's crazy? Oh, wow. I love Mary Beth. How about um, Beowulf Borat? Mm. Who won a Tony for his set for Act One, and, and I think in the twenties he would have been thrown, kicked, hurled out of any to the theater. Beowulfs, 
No. Yeah, they oh, would not have liked his. Kind they would of not like, have liked his sort of uh, uh, like representational. Yeah. How things like yeah. Style. But that's not exactly what a house looks like. <laughs> and yet we lived in yeah. it. And I, I had to stir soup that wasn't in the pot. Yeah. Serve it that wasn't in the bowl. They wouldn't have liked that. Did you guys that. see? Was that show Skylight Star? Skylight. Where she Skylight. Where Skylight. she cooked. I wished I'd seen Skylight. Oh, oh my goodness. With what's it called? Oh, uh, and the um, second act just sp- smells like spaghetti. Well, uh, oh, Bill, oh, oh, they had a real uh, Was it kitchen? Bill Nye and was Carrie Bill Mulligan? Nye. Yeah. yeah. Was it Carrie Mulligan? That's the one. Uh-huh. I saw her in The Seagull in London in 2007 before it came over here with... Cause, even before she was in Blue. Because I saw it with Chuetel Ejiofor, who they replaced with Peter Sarsgaard when he came you over You mean here. the original That's Lola right. in the Kinky Boots movie? Yes. You're How welcome. I love him. I love How him. How I am prepared to leave every aspect of my life for him. <laughs> <laughs> I have the sound of music, and they would have been like, what's a Nazi? <laughs> what's a Nazi? Mother? <laughs> Mother? Um, but that actually brings us to the end of our episode. Oh my god! Um, we want to remind you to follow Indecent at Indecent B Way on social media. Drink? Is that right? Yeah, oh, of yeah. course. Oh yeah, we're drink done. Up. We're drink finished. Up, we're finished recording. Oh. Yeah. Um, there were air quotes that no one listened. Yes. Oh yeah. Sorry. You can't listen to air quotes. But one one question before we do leave: What's your favorite musical? What's your favorite play? Wow. Put you on the spot. Oh my God. Or your favorite experience seeing one or the other. Yeah. I'm going to jump in, Tom, because I can tell you're thinking. I think I'm going to say my favorite play, without thinking, okay? This was Mm -hmm. quick. Is Angels in America. Uh, Because of the experience of seeing it. Yeah. Because of seeing it on Broadway, and when it was over, the audience leapt to their feet, and I couldn't move any muscles in my body, Mm. let alone clap. And I had friends in the show, David Marshall Grant. But I would say that, uh, uh, and it's certainly, I know, not going to suffice long term as my favorite play, but it's the first thing that flies into my mind as the most... recently transcendent experience. It's supposed to be amazing in London right now. So wait a minute. Favorite play, favorite musical? Yeah, go for it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sit back. The Visit times two. The Visit is my favorite musical and the the play, The Visit, is... Ooh, you got a double header in there. I see what you did there. (laughs) I might say Cabaret. Of old is my favorite musical. And I mean not I Am a Camera, but Cabaret. Oh my God, that spoke to me on so many levels. As a young actor, excited to be doing this, as a sort of Jewish person, a hundred levels, it just felt. And and now, I'm sorry, I stopped myself, and now to be in our play where we visit pre-Weimar Germany in our beautiful suitcase song for Berlin, uh, it covers a lot of bases of beloved theater moments. And even a little bit of the end of the play feels very cabaret-esque. Yeah, but, yeah, I do. But like in a aesthetic way, in a... Yeah. Um, like of the revival specifically. Specifically of the yeah. revival. Of the revival and, and specifically of the moment where... The, uh, the, the, the back the, lights come up. The lights come up and there are all the Nazis in the audience. It's who, that who, kind of wonderful... Absolutely. Yeah. That like, oh. like I'm like getting goosebumps right now thinking about it. Like I'm bumping with you. That whole, that whole moment, you know, of... You know it's coming, but there's still that shock to it because no matter what, no matter how much you study it in school and no matter how much you 
hear about it from everybody when it actually happens, like in a show, in a theatrical environment, and just like the reality of it, like hitting these characters and yourself, it's always that moment of just like, you like, how? Why? Yeah, yeah. I think it's quite a surprise and indecent um, in a way because, yeah. you yeah, know, it's like too. this seems to be about anything but mm-hmm. that. And then all of a sudden you turn this corner and go, oh, oh my God, in this- how did we get here? Yeah. And yet, from Paul's point of view, how could you avoid getting yeah. here? Yeah. And there was a point where I was like, oh, maybe we're not going to talk about it. And I was like, oh, okay. And <laughs> yeah. for a 90-minute show with no intermission, you fit in a lot and it never feels like Cram. you've crammed it in. Exactly. Everything feels yeah. like it's yeah, organically yeah, built. Paul has done a remarkable thing where she's Wonderful. written a number of incredibly short scenes. They're really short. And all the actors just have to, you just have to get there yeah. right away Instantly. and do this thing. Yeah. And through that structure, she's able to deliver all of this information, it's, all these points of view. Go and see it. Go see Indecent. Come see Indecent. Go to the court. Invite them to Indecent. Please, you have a personal invitation from Mimi Neighbor and Tom Nellis. Hi, please come. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, We end every episode with a quote. Okay. And today's quote is, a blessing on your head. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Is that an Irish quote? Yeah. <laughs> Translated yeah. from Beckett, yes. actually. It's, yeah, it's Celtic. Top of the mitzvah. Yeah, top, top of the mitzvah to you. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to start saying that. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, again, follow Indecent B-Way on social media. Um, you can follow us at Broadwasted. Um, you can... You can go to iTunes and subscribe to us. What, what? And uh, you can rate and review us. And I will. Yeah, oh, my God. We want to thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, really, thank you so much. Pleasure. Plus pleasure. pleasure. Hopefully and the that... drinks are great. Yeah. <laughs> if you're out there, I hope you're drinking. As we end, <laughs> as we end every episode, oh. we end it with a little... Zoo-doo-wop-bop. Cheers. Thank you so much. Eyes, eyes. I heard oh, yes. Eyes, eyes, eyes. Sex for seven years. Seven eyes, eyes. Eyes. Wait. Oh, eyes, yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, the old lady is uh, married lady in the room. Want to see eyes. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.